Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about Jose, the Tiger and the Fish, which is a movie that was recommended to us by Old Jeb from our Discord. Uh, thank you, Old Jeb. And uh, before all that, we were talking about Rick's hopes and dreams being horribly crushed on mm. April Fools uh, because he was a fool and believed the April Fools joke. You want to catch a part of that wider conversation? Patreon.com/slash Featured Anime Podcast. A dollar a month will get you that bonus content and more. Now on to the meat and potatoes, sir. Mm, yes, sir. Jose, the Tiger and the Fish uh, is a movie that came out in December 2020, so it's pretty recent. Uh, producers for it are uh, Kotokawa and Sonalud. Uh, studio for it is Bones. It's based off of a nozzle, novel. And the genres. <laughs> based off a nozzle. Nozzle. Uh, <laughs> the genres for it are drama, romance, and slice of life. And it ran for about an hour and 40 minutes, just shy of hour 40 minutes. Yeah, well, uh, maybe. Okay. I was going to say maybe an, uh, 150, but that works. 140. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm going to say, man, it like, like I watched it with the wife. Yeah. Dude, she loved it. I loved it. It was great. It, she, she immediately after watching it. Did you watch all the way through the credits too? I did. I did. You actually mentioned I should, and I did. It's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we, we watched, we watched it. And immediately after it was over, she goes, this is, this is one of my, favorite movies if not my favorite movie so far this year in general that she's really? seen yeah she she actually loved that movie so much well, the year is still young i mean i agree this year one of the best so far that we've seen and it's been out for for over a year now so you know like we're a little behind the times but that's okay yeah, yeah it doesn't really matter what place you finish in so long as you finish true enough so jose the tiger and the fish. I mean, like the, the ambience, the art, the art style, how it looks, everything really all the way through it, including the music, just, I felt was phenomenal. And the story and how they set it up as well. Also, I feel w was really well done. Um, so you're, you're basically just following, a uh, Suneo, Suneo. At the very beginning, and you're just kind of like following yeah. through at the start of of basically this whole journey, and you're getting an idea, rough idea of how he is. You know, he he works, he loves to dive, he goes he goes to school, he's you know very you know what's the word I'm looking for? Passionate about what he's doing. Like from you can just get that from the first couple of minutes. You get all that information, and it's not like it's overwhelming you either, right? You you just yeah. are told this information through just nice opening they scene. They show you. They show you, and yeah. it's and what's great is how they're showing you is great. The art style, how it looks, how it's flowing, and the music to go all with it is just it's great. You know. It, yeah, it, it's one. It's I would say it's very well rounded. 
Um, it originally I was going to try to make a joke because I know old Jeb is in the in the chat about you know wow the tigers and and just the fish and just the the the, the, the how everything that just tiger eats the fish. And I was going to pretend I didn't read it or I didn't watch it and just try to wing it off the title, but it deserves much better than that. Um, just it's a decent story about struggle, about I would say love. It's a slice of life. It feels like. It is. But while it does tug at your heartstrings, it's nowhere near as sad as um, as some of the other ones we've seen. Well, it's not that that you're crying necessarily because you're sad or, or disappointed in what happened. I mean, like there are points or moments in the story where that does happen, but it's more so you're you're kind of crying because it's just like overall touching and it's points where you can really connect with it and yeah i I think that's more so what it has to do with than anything else not not necessarily because you're just dying from heartbreak and you know everyone was just brutally murdered after you built this wrong (laughs) long-term connection no none of that happens no one dies no one dies the main characters don't die the two main characters don't die (laughs) i was gonna let it go I was not even going to like uh, approach to correct because, you know, it is life happens, you know, it does things happen. And I feel like he was thrust into a situation where you don't have really a choice. Like anybody put in those situations, you would you, you would fall in love. Assuming you don't already have a love interest, you'd fall in love flat out. Yeah. And you saw that. From the very beginning, it was not going to be any surprise. It wasn't going to be a twist. Um, there's definitely some obstacles that are going to need to be addressed and overcame. Yeah. However, I think it's 100% doable. And the way that they approached the difference of ability and how they leveled the playing field, so to speak, and why they leveled the playing field in the manner that they did it really just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And when the man, when Jose gets her feelings hurt, you understand why it's not out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and how she comes off, especially at the very beginning, she comes off, off as rude or mean or, or angry or, or anything like that. And it, and it's not that it's warranted, but it's also not unwarranted, you know, at the same time, because for her at the, when you're first introduced to her, she's, just flying down this hill and you also see it at the same time, like from people's interactions or anything like that at a couple other points as well. And people just give her weird looks or they're just mean, or they just poke fun at her or they, you know, they ignore, ignore. That was a, that was a big one. I didn't know. I didn't expect. Yeah. And, and the art, the, the story or the, the writer did a, great job being able to convey that being able to convey the information. And so you have Jose who's, who's the main character. Her real name is Kumiko, but she wants to be called Jose and it's not really a heavy significance, at least not portrayed as such at the very beginning, you know, it's like, cause you don't really know exactly like the way, that- exactly. And then later on down the line, you, you find out, well, it has to do with the particular story that she's reading. And it has to do with the art, with the writer 
and how one of the main female characters is Jose. And then you you're picking up on the little bits and pieces where it's meant to be kind of like a romantic thing. Like there's a romantic gesture or a love gesture kind of associated with it at the same time, you know, at least that's, that's what I got. No, that's, that's what I assume they're trying to get, you know? Yeah. And it's, they do it really well. They do it. There's a lot going on here that I wasn't expecting story versus explaining versus showing like we have the core story. It's very cookie cutterish. You know, it's very, there, there's no hidden surprises. There's no twists and turns that come as a, oh my goodness, they, they you know, plot twist, <clears throat> plot twist, you know? Right. And unfortunately, there is one person that passes away. And while I don't see them as an obstacle, um, and I don't feel like they needed to die. It built. It, 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 yeah, it, was, it felt like it was the right time because that main, that, that character their their main objective or their main reason for being in the story itself just didn't need to further develop. Right. And the reason why we're being vague about who it is and, and the details. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we want (laughs) you to watch it. So, uh, but this is also a great story of, of just really understanding. It's like, you know, the limitations or, or the boundaries that you have, there are ways to be able to, to, you know, move past them, grow past it, understanding, viewing things from a different perspective, from a different point of view, and taking that opportunity to to grow or change, having to go with it. And it really, the story really kind of takes a turn when uh, Suno finds out that Jose, she really wants to go outside. She wants to go outside. She wants to venture out and see all these things. And, and she actually has a very artistic side and she loves, you know, fish and, and everything having to do with it. Like much like how our, uh, uh, Suno Suneo is, he loves diving and going out there and just being in the water and, and just being around that kind of environment. And so the two kind of resonate from that and they start to grow from that connection and from him just taking her out, letting her just go and have fun, not just out for a walk, but out there, let's go have fun. Let's go here. Let's go do this. Let's do that. You know, and just giving her a choice. Yeah. Like not, not forcing her to, to conform to a particular ideal or, or way, but more so like, Hey, you know what you want to do this? All right, let's go. Well, her grandma was very, um, protective. I don't think is the correct word. Um, but I mean, that that's, that's where her actions were stemming from. She wanted to protect. She wanted to guard. She wanted to um, save her, I assume, granddaughter. I think it was granddaughter, right? Would have been great granddaughter? No, granddaughter. Granddaughter. Okay. She wanted to protect her granddaughter from the evils of the world. And because she was in a wheelchair and needed someone to assist her, it's very obvious that at the beginning, people not just ignored her, but just didn't see her. And it says a lot. If you take a look at really everything, it says a lot that everyone who either bumped into her or disregarded her to the point of like knocking, being troublesome, you know what I mean? Um, Being disrespectful in a major way and not seeing a problem with it. And it's kind of funny, the contrast, because you see someone bump into her in a wheelchair And 
Jose's like, what the heck? And the guy walking away goes, ah, your friend bumped into me. And yeah, when uh, like, but, Suna, but you can't. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. You're right. It wasn't Jose. It was um, uh, Suneo. Suneo one that called yeah. out the guy and said, hey, you know what the heck? The guy turns around. He's like, ah, she bumped into me. She was literally in one in freaking spot. In yeah. A, no, no, and then he does the exact same thing to another person. But that person just calls him out and starts going off on him. When he did oh, it, yeah. because he, he, you know, it's so it shows that it's not only just because she was in a wheelchair. Some people just don't care about anyone and feel like they're the ones that are infallible. You know, they're the ones that can't do any wrong, that it's everyone else's fault, not their own. Yeah, it's very narcissistic. It shows the population as being narcissistic and unwilling to help. And it really sets our main characters apart from one from from the populace, because and I keep going back to the fact that. Like as a as a whole, people don't care in this anime, in this movie. People don't care about anybody that I would imagine they view as lesser. Yeah. And be, if you're in a wheelchair or if you're disabled, it's very clear that you're viewed as lesser. And it, it said it hit me kind of hard when uh, Jose was trying to buy a train ticket and she she like has a nervous breakdown and goes there. There's tigers everywhere. There's monsters everywhere. Yeah. And her version of, of monsters or, or tigers is very predatory. Everyone she's, she's not able to fight back. She's not able to assert dominance to a lesser extent, you know? Yeah. And but it's more so because her grandmother kept saying, you know, there, there are beasts out there. There are beasts or monsters out there everywhere. And and her ex- constant experiences with having to deal with everyone is just really kind of building that up and making it so that way all that is constantly echoed, no matter her interactions or anything like that. I can see that. I, I can I can definitely see that. I thought it was kind of interesting. She was much nicer to the cat than she was to, to really anybody, you know? I don't find at that. Least at I, first. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm a hell of a <laughs> lot nicer to my animals than I am to a lot of people, man. So... That doesn't surprise me. That's just, that's just human. That's just my nature. That is that is Jack well, I mean, nature right there. For, for me, it depends if it's a cat or a dog because there, there's no better love, no more pure love than what a dog has for a human, especially if they're owner and, and, and pet. Because I'll tell you, there's a joke I said before. I'll say it again. And it, it unfortunately it rings true. True enough. True enough. But the that's not the that's not the focus of the story. I mean, the focus of the story is is really kind of the growth. And I would say that the cat really kind of takes on a protection type of role, weirdly enough, in this show because it's pissed off. It's angry at uh, Suneo when he's there. He doesn't like that Suneo's there, and the cat loves Jose. The more that he comes around, the more that Jose starts to feel more comfortable with him the way Jose feels um, about the whole circumstances and everything like that. You actually see the cat's demeanor and viewpoint changed where it even allows Suneo to touch him. Do you think that the cat's view changed when her view changed? Um, yeah. Um, I thought the cat kind of warmed up much sooner than she did. Like even on the, even on the outset, and I don't think that she recognized her own feelings until much, much later. And 
How many times does she actually say his name? Uh, only a couple of times. Most of the time, it, it's it it's one. It's not caretaker at the beginning. It's uh, something else, and then it evolves to caretaker later on. Um, and then she said it a a couple of she said his name a couple of times, but in the end, it's like caretaker, and that's ultimately what she continues and can will ultimately I force in the foreseeable future call him caretaker. He he moved up to caretaker when he started actually taking her out, letting her out, go out and experience life with him and, and just letting her go and go through, you know, whatever she want, like ha- let her experience all the different wonders of the world rather than just being confined to a single space. Find that interesting. I assumed, and I thought that she changed from whatever she was calling it before. I think it was, what was it? She was calling him pervert for a while. Didn't yeah. Even. Yeah. Uh, that was the very beginning. Uh, yeah, it evolves into caretaker, but what was she calling him immediately before caretaker? I don't remember. I'm drawing yeah, a that, blank. Yeah. Anyway. So the, I guess that really doesn't really matter that much, but I assumed that it went from whatever it was to caretaker when she recognizes him as something other than a monster. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like that was her version of, of like saying, I love you and whatnot, because she's very emotionally deficient, probably because she was protected and, and, and sheltered for as long as she was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like her version of, you know, showing affection or acceptance, even Yeah, it was, it was muted. And then I thought it was really cool when she was like, I want to see what the ocean tastes like. Yeah. And that was and a pretty, that was a pretty touching scene. That was a touching scene. Yeah. Jinx. Um, but that was, that was incredibly emotional, but I don't think it had. So usually what'll happen is like, I'll get attached to a character and then I'll cry when they're happy. I'll cry when they're sad. You know, I just big ball of emotion, the older I get, which is frustrating. Um, but it was a very emotional scene. It was very touching. It was very moving, and it, it drove the plot forward in a major way. It, it it humanized both characters towards each other. I imagine. Yeah. And I feel like it was too much of an emotional scene uh, for the short time we were watching the movie. I think it, it happened like twenty twenty five minutes into it. There wasn't enough time for me to have an emotional connection. No, I. I thought it happened much later. I could be wrong, but I felt like it happened much later in the, in the movie. Um, but it's for, very possible. Old, for old Jeb, one of the scenes that really got to him was, uh, where Josie was reading her book to the kids with, uh, Sune watching. Um, and that does happen later on towards eh, about three quarters into it, you know? Yeah. And given certain circumstances or events that end up happening, uh, Sune ends up in the hospital and he's kind of lost his passion, lost his will to kind of like yeah. drive forward, move forward. And ultimately that pushes Jose to, to pursue her own dream after she had just been, after she's been told, no, you can't do that. You have to live in the real world. Ultimately, you know, because of what he's going through and the pain that she's feeling because of that, she ultimately just like, you know what? I'm going to pursue my dream because I want him to pursue his because he ultimately felt like his dream was forever gone. Yeah. So 
So an accident occurred and he got injured to the point where they had to remove some cartilage. So it was bone on bone. I, I forget what it's actually called. Arthiocerebrosis. I, I don't, I'm not a doctor by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but basically bone on bone, no joint there. So it was going to be painful for him to move and he may never walk again. He probably, according to what he was saying, will never dive again, which is what his passion was. And his whole thing, so that I think that Jose, the tiger, and the fish, Jose, the main character, the tiger, meaning there, there's people around being tigers, being predatory, and the fish, in my opinion, was the goal. The fish yes. was a, sim- a symbolic thing where it was her hope. But for our protagonist, our main character, I, I keep saying it because I forget his name. It's okay. It's a uh, Suneo. Suneo. His whole motivation is to go swim with fish in Mexico, a school of fish specifically, because he saw something as a child in a, in a pet store and, and a fish specifically. And he read that the fish like traveled in school typically. And but this fish was alone. And he felt like when he was telling the story to Jose, he was like, I saw this fish every day. And I just kept thinking how cool it would be to see in a school of fish, he must miss the school of fish. And then she pops in, in a very key point, and she goes, well, at least he wasn't lonely. If yeah. he missed his family, at least he wasn't lonely. And there were some parallels that I drew between the fish in the story and her. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. Well, I mean, like, it just also, shows her. she literally made a story where it was about her, technically, mm-hmm. about a tiger. Technically. And about fish. So, I, I mean... That's what that was about. Okay. Yes. Literally the story. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was like a twist on The Little Mermaid. It, the first one is. So, when she first tries reading to everyone, it was a different twist on The, on the Little Mermaid. Mm. Uh, but, which is, I thought was actually a very, very good and interesting twist on it. Oh, no. That was the original. The Little Mermaid that she was reading? Yeah, yeah. That was the original Little Mermaid. That That's the story with the Little Mermaid. I don't know. We didn't like, hear the whole story for it, though. I don't think. Oh, okay. I was going to say the ending is is what yes. actually happens. Yeah. But I'm saying that her, her, and I agree with you, her version is kind of like a twist on the Little Mermaid, which I actually like a lot better. Just saying, I like her version better. I. It's been a while since I watched Little Mermaid, but yeah. I, I remember it, and I will tell you this right now. Jose's version of The Little Mermaid, I like better. Because the real version of The Little Mermaid is actually quite depressing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially the ending, where no yes. one's happy. Exactly. Yeah, the Brothers Grimm really didn't like anybody being happy, ever. Um, well, I'm sure they were very happy with their pockets. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, like the fairy tales and whatnot. There's no <laughs> Very few people in their stories came out of that happier than they entered. Right. But oh. it, it was a great, it, it was great. And, but that's where I feel like they got the Jose, the tiger and the fish from is from her version of the, basically her version of the little mermaid, because there was a tiger, there was the fish and then she was there. And the story kind of revolved around both her and Suneo. So she, which was very touching. I mean, like this, this movie has a lot of touching moments. Yeah. I and mean- if they had higher highs and lower lows, I think it would be much better as far as um, my feelings towards the characters. 
mm-hmm. like a silent voice had really good highs, really good lows, and they weren't back to back. They weren't like jokes in in a special where you got to hit a joke every three minutes, you know. Whereas here, like every ten minutes, it was almost almost. I, I'm not gonna say it was timed, but it felt like every ten minutes there was just an emotional thing where it elevated my emotions to a level and just kept them there. So they ended up stagnating and I got used to that emotional level. So at the very end, when I should have cried, it, it nothing happened. Happy. I should have cried because I was happy. Ah, okay. Right. I'm like, yeah, we, we already said nothing sad happens at the end, which I, I, you know, just, I, 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 I understand that, but it still kind of threw me off. It's like, it's like, wait, what? what? It's, no, it's not, not that, often we it's, have a happy ending, you know? True. And it's not that I felt like you needed to cry because the ending was happy. It was a, it was a satisfying ending. It was an ending mm-hmm. that brought a smile to your face. I wouldn't say that you cry, that it was an ending that you would cry from. I would say that the points where you needed to cry or where I felt like should have hit you the hardest were the points where you would have cried were, weren't the ending. It, those were earlier in there. And I Fair. felt like the ending was there to kind of like help bring you down from those emotional highs. So it would build you up, carry you through and then help bring you back down slowly. So you weren't aware that you had that built up tension, that built up emotion for it, that it helped relieve that tension. Yeah. Uh, it did a good job. The music here was amazing. The visuals were stunning. Um, yes. Yeah. It, you know, it's not too often where we, where we find a show where they have the music, be such a forefront and have it be orchestrated in such a very unique and beautiful way. And this is certainly one of those shows where they made full use of a studio. They made full use of that orchestra. It was well worth, it was not money wasted. It was not money wasted. I agree. It's something I'd buy. Yes. So, all right. Actually, we mentioned it. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, I think this is a great spot for us to to leave off on a rating, sir. How about you? I agree. I agree 100%. All right. Without giving too much more away, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the key, though. I mean, this is such a great show. We we just really want you to, to go in and actually watch it. Uh, so, on a scale of up to 10, sir, how would you rate this? Yeah, like a 1, probably. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so, music was solid. The ending credits rounded the story out, so I feel like it had a solid bookend. Um, there was one minor hiccup with a love interest that didn't really make much sense to me. Um, and I feel like she was kind of shunned a little, so I don't, I don't like that. But overall, music, visuals, spot on, both. I'm going to give this an 8. No, 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 I'm going to give this a 9. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, it would be a normal 8, but I actually spent money on it, and I'm glad I did, so that bumps it to a 9. Uh... I'm going to say that I, I agree with the majority, your majority of your points. I'm not sure about the hiccup that you're talking about though. Where Mia goes, I love you. And then that's pretty much it. He doesn't respond. He doesn't. Well, she doesn't, do... she tells him not to respond. That's the thing. I know. But like, just and, because someone says not to do something doesn't mean you shouldn't. And, well, that also, she also understands that. She knows the answer. She tells him that. I I don't know about you, but if I'm being told, hey, don't respond because I already know your answer, I'm not going to hammer it away even harder. I go, yeah, guess what, Mia? Uh, I don't love you. So uh, tough shit. 
I mean, like, that's just rubbing salt in the wound. Well, it's kind of felt what it felt like you did, in my opinion. But uh, that's, we can, we can talk about that later. Difference of opinions. Difference of opinions. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, honestly, because of how the music was, how much I enjoyed it, how much my wife enjoyed it. I mean, like, very rarely do we actually sit and we both enjoy a, sh- a movie where we're both like, this is a great movie. Uh, I got to go with a 10 on this, personally. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, it's something that we will more than likely probably end up watching again this weekend. Just because. Okay. Just because. So. Fair enough. Uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for great stories, solid endings uh, with great music and artwork to go along with it and how it all flows. It, it felt like it was only like an hour and a half, like hour 40 long. Mm-hmm. But it felt a hell of a lot longer. But at the same time, it didn't feel like it was longer. Like, like I was invested. I lost track of time and I was just enveloped in the story and I enjoyed every minute of it. It's not, not too often, not too often that I, that I get to, to do that. So, uh, thank you, Jeb, for, for the recommendation. Uh, truly appreciate it. It was, uh, well worth the watch. And we, we do recommend everyone go and actually watch this movie. Uh, now next week. Well, Jim's been giving us some really good solid uh, recommendations. recommendations, solid recommendations. Um, all right. So next week is actually a recommendation from CJ. Uh, he recommended to us once before rascal does not, uh, dream of Bunny girl senpai. Uh, he also recommended that we actually watch the movie that goes along with it. Rascal does not dream of a dreaming girl. So that's actually what we're going to watch next. Um, if you feel like okay. we got something right with this uh, choice, if we got something wrong, we did too much justice to not enough justice or anything like that. Uh, feel free to let us know. Uh, you can email, email us at featured anime podcast at gmail.com. You can join us in discord. If you want the links for that's going to be in the show notes for you. Uh, Patreon.com slash featured anime podcast. If you want to Give a dollar a month. It'll get you access to some bonus content. And if you want to reach out to us on Twitter at those anime guys featured anime podcasts on Facebook. And until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick. And we'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 